Happy New Year, Voyagers! It's 2020, and the Not So Bon Voyage podcast is back with episode 15. On today's episode, we share some of our personal crazy travel stories, like the time I got dengue fever in Cuba, and the time a volcanic eruption tried to keep us from getting to Bali. Did we let it? Listen to find out. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there, in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen... It's been excellent. Good day, mate. Oh my God. How oh is that God. for a start to 2020? We both decided that we were going to try to do a different intro than Ahoy, and we both decided on G'day, mate. We both said, okay, we'll each think of a intro phrase to kick off our podcast, but we won't tell each other, and we're just going to say it on the count of three, and we both said G'day. So that is the one. That's a new one. G'day, mates. I like it. Yeah, or matey, because it sticks with Ooh, the ship. Ooh, G'day, matey. G'day, matey. I like it. It's like All an Australian right. pirate. There we go. Welcome back to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. It is 2020. 2020. 2020. Yes, thank you for all our number uh, illiterate people. No, num, I don't Numerically know illiterate? Yeah, maybe. 2020, baby. Welcome back. We promised you that we were going to keep going in 2020, and here we are. We are a day late because this is coming out on a Tuesday, but you know, sometimes things just get in the way. Yes. We are busy packing our van up and preparing to travel up to Vancouver. And it took us like two days to recover from New Year's. Yeah, so we're technically still catching up time. Yeah, we're catching up. We're trying to get back to the future. Yeah. If anybody has any tips, Michael J. Fox, whatnot. Those, those days are gone. We'll those, never get them back. Those days are over. Those days are over. We need to move on. Yep. We've got another great episode today. We're just launching into 2020. And this today, we're actually going to go back and revisit some of our crazy travel stories because we have been talking about them for a while. We've been intermittently snippeting them in. We've been teasing them. We've been teasing them. We've been teasing you. But today, we've got two great stories. And obviously, they're going to be of no surprise to each other, but they are two still great stories. To each other's stories? Well, we both My know. story's going to be like, oh my God. Well, we, we were both there for both of them. Yes, we were. But we haven't revisited them and we haven't talked about them for years. Yes. So there will be some aha moments. I am telling the story. Can I, can I say? Yeah, you can say it. I'm telling the story of when I got dengue fever in Cuba. Oh, I remember that. It is cray cray. Yep. And I'm talking about a... A very difficult mission for us to get to Bali back in 2015, avoiding volcanoes and skipping around three countries to try and sneak our way into Bali. That was such a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. Looking forward to telling those stories later in the show, but now we're going to jump straight into In the News. Yes, we are. And I'm going to go first. You go, girl. My In the News story is, well, everything now is going to be in 2019, more or less. But it goes back. It's in earlier 2019. And it is, okay, so this will actually tie into our Bali story at the end of our Bali story later on. But remember when we left our our camera at Bali Airport? Yes. When it just happened to mysteriously disappear? Yes. Apart from that, we've been pretty good at leaving things, not leaving things in an airport. Would you agree? In an airport? Yes. Specifically? Yes. Uh, yeah, actually, we've been very good at that. Yeah. What do you think people might leave, tend to leave behind? Charger. Phone chargers, maybe that half a hamburger. Something Half like a hamburger? Them. Well, yeah. they might have meant to leave that. Well, they might have. Well, I'm giving out the first official 2020 award, the Home Alone Award, to a woman who was on a flight from Saudi Arabia to Malaysia, and she was pretty surprised when she realized that she had left her baby oh at the airport. Oh, my God. Kevin! Was it at Coffee ah! Bean? No. So this is 
uh, on a Saudi Arabian flight to Kuala Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur Airport, any coincidence? Mm, it's a crazy-ass airport. And she alerted cabin crew and they called the air traffic control and requested to turn the flight around. And this is the exact quote from the people on board the air cabin crew. The flight is requesting to come back. Uh, a passenger forgot her baby in the waiting area. The poor thing. Oh, my God. And then someone else has How heard. How embarrassing. And then someone else has heard on the other line saying, okay, head back to the gate. This is totally a new one for us. That's so funny. So they turned the plane around. So they turned the, So they took off, and then she's gone. She's gone. Oh, isn't this no? What the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> and she had forgot her baby in the waiting area. She must have been exhausted, or something. Yeah, there's not too much more information about that. They got. They turned the flight down. They got down. They got re- reunited, and they. I guess they just. Started it up again. Do you tell your child when they get a little bit older that that you once left them in an airport? Or would that be like traumatizing? I think it's a funny story. It would be a funny story. But it would definitely have you questioning your mum. As long as it's like a one-time thing. She's not doing this like on the Yeah, it was like, hey, so uh, funny story. When we we were, you know, just going a little trip, left you at an airport. No big uh, deal. No big deal. Uh, But, I mean, there was that time I left you in a taxi and I left you in a pub. In uh, a limo. In a limo, yeah. Uh, actually, there was a quite a, a few times. Just a few times. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. It's fine. Uh, so there, if you've left anything at an airport before, let was us know. Was the baby in Lost and Found? <laughs> I don't know. The baby did not have a boarding pass. Oh, my God. Sorry, you cannot enter the plane. Baby boarding pass. So wow. there you go. She feels like a big dum-dum, I bet. I bet she does. How embarrassing. Yeah. I'm glad they were reunited. Well, as opposed to what? I don't know. Maybe the baby's going to start a new life. Get on a different plane. See what else is out there. It's a wide I mean, world. It'd be a good way to... Well, actually, you wouldn't be able to get rid of a baby that way. Uh, I think somebody... There's so much footage in airports, right? I would assume. Mm. There's probably cameras everywhere. So I think they'd probably figure out pretty quick whose baby that was. Whose baby it was. Yeah. Wow. You could leave it a coffee bean, though. You could definitely leave it a coffee bean. And then somebody else would find it. All right. Your problem now. Hit me. Okay, well, my uh, story is also about a plane, and it's also about a plane that got turned around, which is funny. Because there were snakes on it. There were no snakes on this plane, but uh, it did lose a wheel shortly after takeoff. So this was an Air Canada Express flight leaving from Montreal Trudeau International Airport, and a passenger was filming the takeoff. And it just happened to catch exactly when a wheel became a light. In the video, it looks like it got caught on fire. Oh, a and, flaming wheel. And it literally just popped off and was gone. So it was Hot Wheels. It was Hot Wheels. It was Hot Wheels. <laughs> so hot Wheels leading the way. Yeah, Do you remember exactly. that? Did you have that ad? Yeah, we had Hot Wheels. But I, did you have the ad where it said I that? I think they were leading the way. They were leading the way? They might have been leading the behind. I don't yeah. know what they were doing. I mean, if you had Hot Wheels, you'd want them to lead the way. Yeah, you'd think, because nobody else is leading the way. No. If you're, especially if you're an only child. Mm. Sad. No. Okay. <laughs> so this Air Canada... Womp, womp. This Air Canada Express flight lost its wheel. The passenger was filming. We will put the video up on our episode notes on our website. Okay. I didn't even know there was a video. Luckily, no one was hurt. They, Why did it turn around? They need the wheel, I think. Yeah, but... 
I have no idea. But it would have had to land without the wheel. Right. Wherever it landed. Yes, that's true. I That's true. I'm not sure. But it just says they turn around they the They wanted plane. that wheel specifically. They were like, we need that wheel. We don't need the hot wheels. I mean, it makes sense. They're probably not just random wheels around yeah. to grab. It's not like when one they size land. fits all. Yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, oh, that'll fit. It's close enough. So they had to turn around uh, and get the wheel. And then what happened? And then they landed safely, and that's where the article ended. So who knows after that? Who knows? It's a I love it when you research these in the news stories, and it has a really great, like with my one, for instance, it's like, oh, a woman leaves her baby at the thing, and it's like, whoa, and then it just finishes. Yeah. That's it. It's like, no statement from the woman. What happened next? Right. Did the baby grow up to be a pilot? I don't a know. Serial killer. A serial killer. Yeah, what happened? I, I mean, wanna... the baby didn't grow up yet, right? No, nah, it wasn't that long ago. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I want some follow-up. If we can go back to the future, then we can figure it out. We need more detailed articles. Yeah. Well, the in the news is supposed to be short. Yes, it is. But often it's a little too short. I don't think that's too short. It. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. What if you're looking out the window, filming your takeoff? A lot of people film the takeoff. They do. And all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, we it's just lost wheels. a wheel. It's hot wheels. And you're like, hey... Lady. <laughs> hey, lady. We lost a wheel. Me. We lost a wheel. I would be freaking out. What do you say if you're the person to the cabin crew? Hey, like, uh, <laughs> we lost the wheel. Wheel, wheel. Wheel. Wheel on the loose. Wheel on the loose. But, yeah. But okay. everyone was fine. Wow. Good stuff. That's yeah. in the news. That's didn't in the when news. Was, when did this happen? That happened very recently. Wow. That's a very current one. Yes, it is extremely current. I have a current one that I was starting to write up, but... I was going to wait because it was so current that there weren't any follow-up interviews, and I'm determined to add more information to it. So you'll get it next week. Okay. I it's like it. It's about a guy who goes missing. Ooh. Mm. You, that's like your specialty. I know. I, I keep gravitating towards these stories about people who go missing. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's interesting. Disappearances are very interesting. They are very interesting. Where do these people go? They're usually solo males that I've found. Mm. I, you fa- you found them? I found them personally. <laughs> found them. I'm not uh, creating any statistics, but if I was, solo males, middle-aged males, would probably be at the top. Go missing when they travel? Mm. Mm, maybe. Well, all my stories have been about that. Yes, and some all of your yours stories. Have, and some of yours as well. Really? Yeah, Why, the guy one? who broke their leg. Which one? I oh, know that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> the two guys. All fa- about you. The father it? and son in Canada. Oh, yeah. Episode a long time ago. Episode ages ago. Episode. We really should have a list of the episodes we can quote. We've talked about this. This is something we've talked about. If you can make us a list, that'd be great, listener. We'll add it to the list of things that we want our our voyages to do for us. Yeah. Send in stories, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram. We should probably just get them on an Asana or a Slack platform. Yeah, if you want to join the team. We'll send you a to-do list. Yeah, if you want to be part of the team. We need an intern. We'll give you credits. Yes. Yes, we could take an intern. We'll take an intern. Have you ever fancied yourself in... uh, Broadcast radio, kid. Broadcasting. We'll give you credits. We'll be like, welcome to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast with Jules and Christine and possibly you. Yeah. Who are you? Okay. Maybe you. we should do that each week. We should give somebody, they could be like a junior, a junior, junior executive associate. producer, associate. Okay. Hit okay. us up. Hit us that up. That sounds like you. If you want to be part of the team. All right. Moving on to our main stories, our main event. We promised you epic tales of our travels, and that is what we're giving you. My main story today is called Barley Bound, We Hope, 
Oh. Well, I guess Bali bound dot dot dot. We hope. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was a colon or a dot dot dot. No, it's a dot dot dot. Comma. I'm a big fan of the dot dot dot. You are a big fan of the I dot dot dot. I tend to use that a bit. It's a cliffhanger. Is it dramatic pause? I don't know. Could be. I dot 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 don't, don't know. know. Uh, yeah, not sure. Uh, used to be an English teacher back in Australia. Don't know about grammar. Not very good. Honestly, you're. I'm sure you're a great teacher, oh, come but on, don't say you it. can't spell. I, I spell, can spell. I spell so much better. Yeah, you're a super speller. That's true. I am a super speller. I deserve like a gold star. Yeah, I taught literature, so we dissected. L- literature. We dissected books, uh, characters, plots, themes, all that sort of stuff. I oh, need to wow. worry about grammar. Grammar. Grammar's unimportant. Yeah, that's, that's true. What, that's Grammar's what, subjective. That's what Microsoft Word is for, and Clippy. <laughs> Clippy, yeah. yes. Okay, Bali Bound, dot, 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 we hope. So this story takes us back to 2015, where Christine and I were traveling through Southeast Asia. We started in Thailand. We did the obligatory partying in the islands. We went up to Bangkok. We did a lot of stuff in Thailand. Thailand's a great country. I love Thailand. Thailand is so fun, and the food is delicious. Delicious. Then we went across to Cambodia to get some ruins and some islands and some history. Definitely not Cambodian food. No. Sorry. Not. I can't. No. And then we flew across to the Philippines to start a seven-month stint over there. And we were volunteering in a little city called Tacloban in the island of Leyte, where they had a terrible... I was going to say earthquake, but that was Peru. They had a terrible typhoon come through and destroy a lot of the town. Typhoon Yolanda, which was what it was called locally, and Haiyan internationally. So we were there working with a community development organization, and it was it was a tough job, but very, very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Emotionally draining, but very tough. And at the time, we were also juggling our masters, and we were working on the blog, and we were doing traveling, and we were spent. We were running on empty. We were running on empty. Negative. So when the opportunity to go to Bali mid-year in July to celebrate my 30th birthday popped up with my parents, we were like, yes. Sign us Sign us up. up. So after being in the Philippines for about three months at the time, we were really looking forward to a little break and looking forward to celebrating my birthday back there. Ten days in Bali with my parents kicking it. And it was our first time in Bali. Well, it was going to be our first time. crazy. Yeah. We had talked about going to Bali for a while, and my folks had gone, and we knew friends and family and other travel bloggers who had gone, but that was our first we time. We hadn't been before. That's so weird. We've been so many times now. We have. Well, we've lived there. Yes, we have. We have. And so basically, we've heard about all the amazing places to explore and all that sort of stuff, so we were pumped. We were pumped. So pumped. So pumped. Oh, my God. I had dreams of laying on the beach. Oh, it was just perfection. I was so excited. Yeah. In the lead-up to the trip, we'd also heard about the volcano on Java, which is Bali's neighboring island to the west. So the island of Bali, then you have Java, which is a long island. It has the capital Jakarta on the far western end. But on pretty close to Bali, it was Mount Raung. Raung? I think I said that right. You're looking at me? You think I know how to pronounce things? That's hilarious. I was... Christine's eyebrows just went... (laughs) Mount Raung... And it's a very, very active volcano, and it erupts a lot, and it likes to fuck up people's so travel active. plans. It is very active. It likes to fuck people up. Now, because of the volcano erupting, there's a ton of volcanic ash in the air. And planes what were found out from friends who are engineers for Boeing and from the various people in, that work in aviation. Planes are very resilient of weather. You can throw a frozen turkey 
into the engine. Yes, you can. But one of the things that planes really don't fuck with is volcanic ash or mm. ash in the air because it gets inside the systems, it clogs them, and it can basically turn off the engines. Yes. And you don't want that when no. you're flying. Take on the frozen turkeys, but don't take Leave on the ash. Leave behind the volcanic ash. Yes. So with the volcano erupting, a lot of the flights were being disrupted and heaps of flights from Australia were being disrupted. So people's flights were being cancelled, they were being delayed. A lot of people were missing out on getting to Bali, and we were worried about that. Uh, we were flying from the north, from the Philippines, and at that stage it was okay. So we were like, this should be okay, shouldn't be a problem. Lots of people's flights were getting cancelled from Australia. Our folks' flights was up in the air. They weren't sure if whether they were going to be able to make it out. We thought, that's right, at least we'll get to Bali. We'll be good. <laughs> as long as we get to Bali. So we flew from Tacloban to Manila, the capital, and for our flight was flying directly to Bali. We're just about to board, and then womp, womp, Manila to Bali was cancelled. Womp, womp. And it was like last minute. I think it was probably within the last 20 minutes. We're about to board the flight, and they just go, no, nope, sorry, the, cance- the flight's cancelled. No flight's going from the Philippines into Bali. So we're like, are you fucking kidding me we were so pissed we were so annoyed that this trip because we were like waiting 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 we're thinking it's going to get cancelled it's going to get cancelled and then just before we were like okay we check in everything's great we're good to go so we get into panic mode and then we start to think we got to make this happen yes we, we can are. make this happen we went straight to the philippine airlines desk we started looking at other options and we saw that there was still a flight available to jakarta Mm. Now, Jakarta is the capital of Indonesia. It is on the island of Java, which is neighboring Bali. So we thought if we can get to Java, we might be able to get ourselves across to Bali. Well, we were smart. We were very we smart were thinking. back then. We were on the ball. So the flight left in 25 minutes, and we had to have a home alone. We had a home alone moment. Do you remember that? Yes. And we ran through the airport. Christine ran and grabbed our bags from their previous flight, which they had already brought back now. Mm-hmm. I ran up to the desk, changed our flights, an airport escort ran us yeah. through the airport. We had a security. We were going through all the back doors. Yes, we like, I remember this. We were on a bus. We, we were, were in like back staircases. They like, were just running us through like this secret maze yeah. of, the, of the Manila airport, rushing us through to get us onto this flight. And then we jumped on, on a bus and we zoomed across like the terminal and we just got onto this flight and we checked in and we'd made it. And we took off, we made it, and we finally touched down in Jakarta. At 1 a.m., we were pooped. We were very tie-tie. So we outsmarted them. We made it to Indonesia. And we they said we couldn't did. do it. Yep. And Wrong island. as soon as we got off the plane, we looked at the airport, and the whole airport in Jakarta was full of people trying Packed. to get to Bali. They were also trying to do the same thing. They had flown in from other places that were stranded and there were no flights from Jakarta going to Bali. So we were just as smart or just as dumb as everybody else. So we were stuck in Jakarta thinking, fuck. So we got locals, we've got local Indonesians, we've got foreigners, and we've got the whole airport trying to work out ways to get themselves to Bali. At one stage, we were actually, do you remember? We were racing through the airport with these two German girls trying to get to the Philippine airline, oh, sorry, to the uh, airline ticket desk first. Yes. Like, it was like an episode of The Amazing Race. Yes. Like, got our backpacks on and we looked at each other and we had that moment where we both kind of looked and we knew that we were trying to do the same thing. We were running, 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 running. 
running to the airport, trying to get to the desk first to see if we can get some flights. I stuck or my like foot that. out and tripped one of the girls. Yeah, she yeah, went I, ran, I just ran over her bag. And, yeah. <laughs> but all flights were cancelled and we had no luck. But being the stubborn and persistent travelers we are, we, we thought- We never take no for an answer. Never take no for an answer. Never back down. Never take no. No surrender. No surrender. Jean-Claude Van Damme. No excuses. No excuses. Play like a champion. That's uh, from Wedding Crashers. <laughs> yeah. Play to win. Play to win. We do play to win. We play to get to Bali because no one's going to fuck with my vacation after I'm doing my master's and the blog and working in development. You get me to Bali. I want my holiday. I want my freaking holiday. So we start looking at other methods of transport and we think to ourselves, what about if we could just get to the other side of, of the Java, island, of the island, and then we could get across to Bali, and then it would be happy days. So we start to think about a train. Let's take a train, and a local guy recommends, well, you can take a train across Java, and then you can take a ferry to Bali, and then you can take a bus down to where you're going to need to be in Bali. Genius. Which so, sounds terrible, but yeah, I oh, guess if it gets us there. Epic travel day ahead. Of oh, us. my God. So we jumped in a cab with a newlywed couple. Yes, and they were also trying to get to Bali. They must have been on their honeymoon? Uh, they must have been. Oh, what a bummer for them. Yeah. So they're trying to get to Bali for their honeymoon. We jump in a cab with them. We split a cab. We take the half-hour journey out to the main train station. By the time we get there, it's 3 a.m. and the place is empty. Hmm. And we have to wait for the ticket place to open. Yeah. So we're sitting in this empty train station at 3, 3.30 in the morning, waiting for the ticket place to open. Oh, we're so tired, you guys. And a local told us it was going to take us 18 hours to get across to Java on the train. 18 hours. 18 hours. <laughs> but we'd come that far, so we thought, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Let's do it. At that stage, we were just running on empty. We've been up all day, all night. And so we're waiting okay. there all, all night. night. There's a terrible looking cafe open. Yeah. And we ordered some vegetarian food. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the food? I remember the food. It was meat, right? They well, served us meat. They served I, us I think gray it was meat. chunks of meat. Gray chunks of meat. Just a little bit different than the nice, delicious Indonesian vegetables I was looking forward to. Gray, chunky meat. It's a little bit different from what we usually like to eat. Yeah. It was terrible. It was disgusting. We didn't eat it. We actually didn't eat we it. We didn't yeah. eat it. I wonder if it was soy, though. It looked very meat-like, it but it's possible. Meat-like. But nothing, no food should be that gray. That's true. Even soy, even mm. tofu should not be that gray. It yeah. was great. Yeah. Thank God we didn't eat that because we would have been going to the bathroom the whole time. On the train. That would have made it w- way worse. Yes. So we're waiting at about 4 o'clock in the morning. The ticket booth opens and the station starts to come alive. Workers, trains, passengers. But guess what? There is not a single seat available on the train for like the next two weeks. Yep. Unbeknown to us, it was also, the timing was absolutely terrible. It was the end of Ramadan. Yeah. And everybody in Indonesia was traveling to either go back home and visit family or do whatever. This is the most unlucky day ever so of travel. So we're battling a volcano erupting and end of Ramadan celebrations and travel movements that were just putting people all over the place. Everything was booked up. So basically they told us that... Not one seat. Not one seat. Cannot get a train. We had the computers out. We were tethering Wi-Fi off something. We were trying to research, oh, what if we walked? Could we walk? Could it was only a seven-day walk. <laughs> no, we could do that. We could still get there and get two days left of vacation. 
And then we were thinking we could get a bus and then mm-hmm. someone said the bus would take forever. Yeah. Especially because of all the, the stoppages for like basically Ramadan was a crazy time to travel. There were like I don't know if there were parades, but there's like people partying in the streets. They said that. Some locals said that it would take more than double the time. Yeah, it would take like, like a, 36 hours or something. Yeah, he said it was a 10-hour bus ride, but it would be more like 20 yeah. plus because of all the Ramadan parties or festivals. Or yeah, because like everything's just in the street, so you can't get through anywhere. You can't drive. Crazy. Crazy. So what do we do? We're at the train station, and we, I mean, apart from picking the worst time to travel to Bali, so tail between our legs, we head back to the airport. Yes. And so we get in a cab again, we head back to the airport, and... By this stage, it's like six in the morning. We've been Ugh. awake all night. Starving. We're delusional. We're desperate. And we set up a little overnight uh, base in a children's play area. Do you yep. remember that? Yes. So it's one of those children's areas that has those foam mats, a couple of small slides, you know. Carpet. Carpets, things like that. And everybody was just setting up base in there. There was a bunch of people in there. I mean, there were there were hundreds of people at the Jakarta Stranded. airport. Stranded. Sleeping on the floor, sleeping yeah. in the area. So we managed to snag a little spot in this children's play area. There was tons of adults in there just like passed out. It looked like the apocalypse. It was yeah. so weird. Everybody's just waiting to hear news to see what's going on. There's no flights going to Bali. So everybody's just waiting. People are in their board shorts, like ready to get a bintang in their hand. baby. Yeah. And so we start... You know, it gets to about eight o'clock in the morning and we're, you know, we're still researching, we're still working. I'm trying to speak to my folks. I'm trying to tell them what's going on, what the plans are. We managed to speak to my parents and then because their flight had also been canceled to Bali. Hmm. So we're like, what can we do? How can we make this happen? My 30th birthday is the next day. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to spend it hanging out in a children's playground in Jakarta. Oh my gosh. And so the idea, we just had a sh- Stroke of genius, not really. We just we had exhausted every other option, but we thought, why don't we fly to Kuala Lumpur mm. in Malaysia, famous Kuala Lumpur famous airport? Kuala Lumpur. And the plan was that we would fly there, my folks would fly there, and we would wait it out in Kuala Lumpur until we could fly to Bali. We were not giving up hope, we were you guys. Not giving up hope. So thirty-five plus hours later, oh three countries: Philippines, Indonesia. Malaysia, Malaysia and a lot of crazy travel in between rushing out to the train station and doing everything, running around airports. We arrive in Kuala Lumpur and we splurged on a really nice hotel. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was your 30th birthday. It was my 30th birthday. We stayed at La Meridian. It was very nice. It was so nice. We went for, I remember that night we went for a swim. We drank some cocktails. We ordered room service. We ordered room service. And we remember I got Indian sick? food and you got sick. And I got sick because I was so exhausted from being up for the last two days straight. And you couldn't eat the food no, and you just food. passed out and I sat up eating all of the Indian food <laughs> in my robe in the bed watching TV, just being like, feed me, I'm so hungry. And at that stage, I mean you've got to you've got to think about where we'd come from. So we come from the Philippines, working in, you know, not a very isolated community, but our living conditions weren't amazing. Yeah, for sure. We were staying at a very basic place was that when we were in the rat infested house uh, yeah have we gone there yet we might have been there we we moved around to a couple of different places accommodation options we we're in the philippines one of the places had rats the size of small cats they were huge and there are so many of there them so many we there was one living in our wall we could see it running around yeah we could see a shadow because the walls are so thin. Uh, that's a tale for another day. I can't a even tale. Think. It's a rat's tale. I cannot even think about that right now. That's oh, rats. Blech. 
so the next day my folks arrive. So they managed to get them, they managed to get themselves a flight to Kuala Lumpur as well. They meet us at the air, um, not the airport. They meet us at the hotel, and we celebrated my birthday together. And at least we were together. That was nice. And we had cocktails and we ate cake. And there's a there's a nice picture of me by the pool with a little cake. And I'm the like, pool was really nice. The pool was nice. It was nice. And so even though it had been an absolute pain in the ass, we had made it, mm-hmm. and it was happy days. And for the so we stayed one one more night, and the next day we had a flight booked. To go down mm. to Bali, but mm. we had no idea whether it was going to actually go or not. Flights were opening and closing to Bali literally by the hour. Mm. It was like one flight at two o'clock p.m. was going, at two thirty it was cancelled, at three o'clock it was going. It was like, touch and go. It was literally touch and go. It was it was crazy. People's some people's flights were going, some people's weren't, and they were almost at the same time. Some airlines were going, some airlines weren't. So we went to the airport. We had no idea if the flight was going to go or not. It was delayed. But it wasn't cancelled. So we're like, all right, sweet. So we wanted to double check. And I don't know if you remember this, but we were bouncing around from person to person to person. And we were getting redirected to all these different people to tell, like, to ask about, oh, is the flight still going? What's it going? What's it doing? And we finally get to somebody and they tell us our flight's actually leaving on time. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. We, so we think, oh, our flight's delayed to five o'clock. It was supposed to be at three or like, you know, 4.30 or something like that. It's delayed. And then we're like, no, we need to double check because this is bullshit. These guys have been all over the shop and we're asking, asking, asking. And then suddenly they announce, oh, no, actually your flight's leaving on time. So cue the Home Alone music again. So this time it's you and me plus my mum and my dad plus two surfboards running through the airport trying to get to our flight. We finally, finally boarded and we took off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And on the flight, we got some bad turbulence. Do you remember that? Yes. As we were, and this is always a really Ooh, re- so scary. This is always a really reassuring thing when you're flying over a volcano, and you get bad turbulence. And then mid-flight, the the attendant decides to come on and go. You know how they give you the safety meeting at the t- at the start. Yeah. And then that that's pretty much all you hear from it. Mm-hmm. Mid-flight, it's the only time it's ever happened. Mid-flight, they come on and they're like. And just to remind you, in the case of an emergency, please leave all your personal belongings behind. I'm like, okay. That was that flight? I've always tried to remember what flight that was that, was that, that they flight. said that. That was that okay. flight. As we're hitting turbulence, flying past the volcano, they give us the old reminder. In the case of an emergency, uh, okay, well. Just in case the engines die because of the ash, leave your laptop. Please remember, it is every fucking person for themselves. And don't wear your stilettos down the side because you're going to pop the thing. Is that a thing? I think so. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know who wears stilettos on an airplane these days, but if you do. If you want to look fancy. You go, girl. So after a very re- unreassuring announcement, we finally touched down. But do you remember we passed the volcano? Yes, of we, course. We passed the volcano on the flight and we could see it sort of like chugging out ash. We could see it smoking. We have fo- a photo. We have a photo. We'll yeah. put it on the show notes. Yes, it's a crazy photo. It's very cool. I took a photo outside the window of the volcano in the distance with just a thick gray smoke coming out of it. And it was just puffing away. It was puff, puff, puffing. Puff, puff, puff. And then we touched down and we were done. Welcome to Bali. Thank God. Or were we? Or were we? Do you remember what happened? It was all the dream. We woke up and we were still in Taco <laughs> Do you remember what happened with your passport? Oh, yes. I forgot about this part. Okay. So I arrived in Bali. Thank God. Finally made it. Boom. 
We got to immigration because we had been flying from Malaysia to Bali. So we had to go through Indonesian immigration. I pull my passport out. I give it to the immigration desk. And they're like, ma'am, your passport is completely full. You are too full. It was it was completely full. I didn't even like thought about that, but it, it there was no room for any more stamps. So they, I was so close to Bali. I could see like the exit to the airport. We were almost out. I could taste the bintang. In hindsight, you probably knew. You pro- well, we know now that you were probably just a. Twenty to thirty dollar bribe away from entering. Now we know. Now we know. But we didn't. That's know. also another story for another day. So they had me. They took me into they had a you back at room. They had me at uh, what is Salamat the tongue? They no, had, that's welcome. Yeah, they had me way. at Salamat. They had me in this back room, and I had to sit there and wait. And I was like, "Are you freaking serious?" After all this travel, the train, the planes, the Going to KL. The automobile, the planes, the, the trains, the automobile. So John Steve Candy. Martin. It John was Candy just, was there. Everybody was there. So I'm sitting in this back room and waiting for something to happen. I was gone by that stage. I was already at the pool. So I was at the beach. I was like, bye. <laughs> no, they waited for me. But there was, I was like, some, I'll like, give Christine 15 minutes and then I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Thank you. They were, it was kind of a weird back room situation. You pretty much never want to be in the back room of an airport. There's always something weird going on something there. Going Some on. weird characters. Weird, well, yeah. weird characters that are like, should you be in this country? So finally, they decide that they can squeeze a stamp somewhere in oh, my passport. thank you so much. It's like, okay, so obviously there was room. And they gave me a good scolding and said I had to get a new passport. And finally, I was free. And we were ah. free. To enjoy the next 10 days in Bali. We extended the flight a couple of days and we got our 10-day vacation in Bali and everything worked out great. And since then, we have been back many times. And And your parents' flight got delayed on the way out, right? Yeah, they had to stay a bit longer. Yeah, which is like, okay, that's cool. That's okay. That's good. If you get stuck in Bali, it's great. If you get stuck in Bali, Uh perfect. I cannot come back to work. I've got to stay in Bali. (laughs) Oopsie. But if you're getting stuck going into Bali, that sucks. That sucks. But there you go. That was probably... Well, we have lots of crazy travel stories. But that was just the one to start off the year. That was madness. That was madness. Have you got a crazy travel story? That was literally like being on The Amazing Race. Yeah, it was. Kind of hard to describe how it felt. But if you can imagine an episode of The Amazing Race and imagine our story happening as a overlay, that was it. Except instead of winning a million dollars, we won a bintang. We won a bintang. Do they win a million dollars? Uh, probably. They want a million dollars at the start of the show. Actually, that's a good reason that you should become a U.S. citizen because then we can go on that show. We should totally go Are on they still, Amazing Race. They're still making it? Yeah. Killing it. Phil, man, he's on there. Phil. Phil. So that is our crazy story, trying to get to Bali with flight delays. Have you got a crazy travel story? Make sure you hit us up at Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram or our, you can go to our website, notsobonvoyage.com and submit a story in the contact form. We want to hear it and we want to tell your story. We want to tell your story. All right, rip into your story. You got a belter coming up. Hold on, I did drink my matcha. Christine thinks he's Argentinian. I did drink my matcha. I'm drinking my Make matcha. Make my jewelry on the beach. Whoa. Okay. Why? That's what they, That's some what they of do. them do. I won't generalize. If you're Argentinian, there's a good chance that you uh, make jewelry, you have dreadlocks, have dreadlocks, or you drink matcha. 
Probably all three. All three. On the beach. Okay, here we go. We just lost our entire Argentinian following. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been great. It's been and great. And nice hasta luego. Hasta luego. Okay. Maybe Chileans will love us now, though. Although, if I'm going to be completely honest. Do they have honest, a rivalry? Maybe. But if I'm going to be completely honest, Chileans do the same thing. So, <gasps> goodbye, Chile. Oh, just losing our South American following. Snip, snip. Not Peru. Peru will always stay. In our heart. In our heart. Yes. And in our listeners. And Thanks, our Voyagers. Headphones. Okay. I am telling my main story now. This is my dengue fever story. Ooh. The title of this is My Dengue Fever Story. <laughs> it's a great title. I got I'm really glad creative. You, uh, I'm glad you really worked on that one. Really worked on that one. So, What is dengue fever, Christine, oh, for well, listeners who aren't thank sure? Thank you for asking. Hmm. Dengue Voyages, fe- this is an educational lesson with Christine Williams. Get your deed out, kids, because you need that shit. I know it like can kill you, whatever, but so can dengue fever. I love to hear, I love to hear when Christine explains medical things. Please, Christine, continue. Dengue fever is a mosquito-borne illness in which you. It's not so, a virus. I don't know. Well, it's blood-borne. <laughs> yes, so it's, it's, it's an illness. It's a virus illness. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Please don't interrupt. Uh, you're off to a great start, by the way. Just dengue keep, keep fever. Keep going, babe. You got this. It's mosquito-borne. So yeah. you have to get it by getting bitten by a mosquito. Those little fuckers. Goddamn mosquitoes are annoying. Like malaria. Like malaria. So dengue fever, obviously you get a fever. They call it's it dengue. It's a dengue fever. They call it the bone breakers disease because or bone well, breaking. Now it's a disease. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> it's, Is it a disease or an illness or a virus? It's a it could be all three. Oh, okay. That's the medical... It basically makes you feel like all your bones are being broken because they hurt so much. There's no cure. There's no vaccine. It's usually pretty treatable just with hydration. Um, but if you don't have access to hydration, then it can be deadly. Yes. And there's four strains. And once you get one of them, you're immune to that strain. But if you get one of the other three, then you can have hemorrhagic fever. So I'm very nervous about getting it again. But you, what are you going to do? Okay. Just to clarify, it is a virus. Okay. It but it's also an illness. Well, I don't think so. An illness is a very broad mm. spectrum. I think they're completely different. No, I don't think so. Google an illness. Uh, well, an illness. Jujul it. Mm. What does it say? Illness. Okay. So viruses can cause illnesses, but they're different. Really? I thought an illness was just whenever you're not feeling well. I don't know. Okay. Well, moving on. We're not, we don't have medical degrees. No, we don't. And I really don't want to. Someone can clarify. I really don't want to take a quick uh, Google search as fact. Gospel. As gospel. Okay. Well, I can only speak from my experience where I felt ill and there was a ness about it. So take that as you will. Okay. We are starting this story in Cancun, Mexico. We. In what year? In 2015. No, 16. Oh, my God. Okay. I literally just told a story from 2015 <laughs> in Southeast Asia. This is 2016. Well, we could move around. Okay. Okay, 2016. Start of the year. Start of the year. Like January? March. February. Okay. Somewhere around there. We were staying at a hostel in downtown Cancun, having fun, partying. It was spring break. That was an accident, but there we were. Woo! And. Christine- 
into the wet t-shirt competition. That did not happen. She this won. is downtown Cancun. She won a bucket of Coronas. It was and worth it. Partied the night away. That did not happen. Just so you guys know, I am way classier than that. No shame, though. No shade if you have done that. Live, live your best life. So we're staying at this hostel. The only reason I go all the way back to Cancun is because while we were at the hostel, one of there was a rumor or one of the staff told us that someone staying at that hostel was really sick. And they were basically like quarantined. Yes. We did not see this person. We didn't know what they had. It seemed like the staff didn't know what they had, but there was somebody who was really sick at the hostel. Oh, I don't remember that. So I'm going to talk about a few different parts of the story. And that's one of the things that... I could have gotten dengue fever at that point from somebody bit, the mosquito mm. bit that person, not somebody. A mosquito bit that sick person and that then person bit, bit me. Christine. That person bit me, they're a vampire, and now I am a werewolf. So That works. That's <laughs> how it works. So I we then boarded a flight from Cancun to Cuba, Havana. Never heard of it? Yeah. It is not a long flight. It's like an hour or yeah. something? Yeah, Maybe right. even shorter. So I started feeling really sick on the plane right over. I felt like I had a cold. I was sneezing. I was really tired. I remember I was sitting next to this woman and her daughter, and they kept asking questions about photography and our job. And I was just like, shut the front door, lady. I don't want to <laughs> talk to you. So we arrive in Havana. She's a real bitch on flights. I Just don't talk to me, especially <laughs> if you're a flight attendant. Oh. You know how I feel about those people. So we arrive in Havana, and I am feeling like shit. I felt terrible at this point. Tired, just you look terrible. achy. I looked really You're bad. You beautiful, but you look terrible. Thank you. So any other, most other places in the world, it wouldn't have been that bad to arrive and go to the airport. But in Cuba, I'm not sure what it's like now, but five years ago, it was very disorganized and very slow. Oh, four years ago. Four years ago, <laughs> it was very. It wasn't a very nice airport. I think they were doing immigration check-ins with punch stamps and yeah, and written records. It was pretty. You know how yeah. they say like Cuba is like going back in time fifty years. That's basically what this airport was. Yeah, very slow. So so. And when you're working on a essentially a socialist salary, there's zero incentive to work hard. No incentive. So people are just chilling. They're chilling. It took us a really long time to get through immigration. I want to say it took like an hour and a half. Yeah, possibly longer. Maybe two hours. Just standing in line. It was so brutal, you guys. It was awful. It was outside. It was hot. I was, you know, 10 p.m. or something. I was not feeling well. Uh, I was dizzy, tired. So we finally get through, and then we have to wait another 45 minutes or an hour for our bags to come out. Mm. So this whole airport is like open air. Yeah. <laughs> it was, there was no air conditioning. It was not like a nice airport. It was basically like being outside. I am sitting in the corner because I felt so terrible. Uh, and I remember there was a swarm of mosquitoes yeah. buzzing around I me. That. So I'm not sure if that's where I got the dengue from or if I got it back in Cancun. But you already were feeling sick. I was already feeling sick, but it could have been like I had a, another cold or something. Because mm. I did have these weird cold-like symptoms. So it's possible that's where I got dengue or I gave somebody else dengue because those mosquitoes were definitely biting me. So we finally get our bags to come out. We get a cab with these two older ladies at this point, it's like 10 or 11. I'm super tired. I just want to go to the hotel and lay down. 
The only problem the is guest that house, yeah. the guest house. So basically in Cuba, you stay in these things called Casa Particulares. And it's where you, it's like a Cuban Airbnb, Airbnb yeah, basically. basically. So you stay in a room. So the problem is that Jules did not write down the name or no, the address no, 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 no. of our casa. I did write, no, no, that's not true. Okay, so. I wrote the address down. I just couldn't find it. Okay. He wrote it down. We couldn't find it. How is that any more helpful? It was. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's more helpful. I'm just saying, don't throw me out of the bus. Okay. He wrote it down and then he lost the piece of paper. No, that's not true. What happened to it? You ate no, it? I couldn't. I, we couldn't find the house. But we didn't have the address. I don't know. I think you wrote down the name of the casa, but you didn't pick, write down the address. That's possible. So we are running around Havana at 11 p.m. at night trying to we, find we, we, this casa. We'd been casa. to Cuba before, and we were very aware of it's very safe. It's very safe. We had all our bags. It, we weren't scared. We weren't worried about any safety hazard. Mm. But we, j- I just felt terrible. I felt awful. Yeah, Christine feel, is feeling terrible. And I'm basically at the street where I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I can't find it. We're knocking on doors. It's madness. We cannot find it. Our taxi driver is just like, what is happening? He leaves. And so we're just stuck in Havana. It's like 11 or 12 o'clock at night at this stage. Yes. So we're knocking on doors, trying to find any room to get into anywhere. But all of the rooms are booked because dun da 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 Obama was in town. Oh, and... Thanks, Obama. And what else was happening in town at the time? And I'll get to that. Okay. So <laughs> Obama's in town because, you know, Obama's chill. He's hanging out with Cuba. Ever heard of him, Cuba. President Obama? Ever heard of him? And he was, you know, repairing diplomatic relations with Cuba, which is now fucked because of Trump. Anyway. Anyway. We There was no room anywhere because Obama was in town and everybody booked their rooms like ages ago. So finally, we find somebody who will take us into their house. They don't have a room for us, but we sit in their kitchen <laughs> with well, no, them. We fi- the guy finds us on the street, remember? Yeah, some random and dude. And he's helping us try to find the house. Yes. He's like, where are you trying to stay? I'll help you. This Cuban guy, he was very nice. He tried to help us. This is about midnight now. And we cannot find the house. We cannot find anywhere to stay. So he takes us into his house and we sit in the kitchen on their white plastic chairs as I die a slow death. <laughs> I feel terrible at this point. I'm just getting worse and worse. <laughs> oh my God. It was like a flashback sneeze. <laughs> that was a sneeze right into the microphone. Excuse me. We're in his kitchen. He's out running around Havana with trying me. to find a room for us. Oh, with you? Okay, so I'm just sitting with his mom, yeah. this old lady, watching Cuban television in their kitchen. Well, he had his wife and his kids there as well. Yeah, there were kids up. I don't know what they were, but like... They were, drink, they were offering us coffee at like one o'clock in the afternoon, he, uh, one in the morning. Yeah, totally. I was like, what is happening? And now I'm out on the street with this guy running around trying to find this address. Yes, or any room. Or any room at that stage. Any room yes. to take us in. So finally, you guys come back and you're like, we found a room. Thank fuck. Yep. We drag our luggage over there. We stay there for one night. But of course, we they only have one night available. So we had to move to a different oh, place that's right. that's across right. town. Yep. Uh, and I, so we get settled in this new room. I basically go from bad to worse. I slept for about three days straight. I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking water. I was just sleeping and in bed. I felt awful. I am super tired and achy, and I thought I had like a really bad cold or flu, 
And the woman who owned the house was like, yeah, you look really bad. And she asked if I had red dots on my stomach, which is kind of a weird thing to ask. Mm. But sure enough, I did have red dots on my stomach. And she was like, yeah, that's and she's like, yes, fever. I had I when you were asleep, I drew them on your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yep, that's my little red pen. Okay. So basically, a symptom of dengue fever is getting a rash on your stomach and chest. So she was like, yeah, you definitely have dengue fever. We in went, her medical opinion. In her medical opinion. Also, one time when we were in Cuba, I was having stomach problems, and they had some doctor like rub my left leg oh, with oils, yes. but just my left leg. It was really weird. Yeah, that was weird. That was at that house, I think. Yeah, uh, no, no, that was this was at a different in a different city. Oh, okay. Oh, that was our first time in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. So Cuba has some interesting stuff medical practitioner interesting but they actually have some of the best doctors in the world so that made me feel more comfortable yes because you can go to medical school for free in cuba if you're cuban yeah (laughs) we we're at the we're at the clinic they take me back immediately i get to skip the whole line because i look like such shit uh, they gave me two full bags of IV drips immediately i suck those suckers up super quickly I drank them. Hmm. I was so dehydrated. I just took those bags immediately. They said I was super dehydrated and basically told me that I had to be transported to the Tropical Diseases Hospital. Yay. Yay. I've never been admitted to a hospital overnight. Except psychiatric. Except psychiatric. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) I have never, yeah, I've never stayed in a hospital overnight. Well, so my first one was in Cuba. It was kind of freaky. So they loaded me up in the ambulance and drove us to the hospital. Remember that? I don't know if they had the sirens on. No, it was just like a car one. But we were definitely in an ambulance. Yes, we were. I was in a stretcher. Well, yeah, you're on a hospital bed. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a stretcher? Yeah. It's on a stretcher, kid. It stretched me. Yeah. (laughs) So we get to the Tropical Diseases Hospital. There was literally one other person in the hospital that we saw the whole time. Yeah, it was a weird hospital. It looked like a horror movie. I remember walking through. So you were like in the room. I remember walking through the corridors and I shit you not, it was exactly like a horror movie. It's a long hall. It was weirdly desolate. So weird. I don't know why. No one was in there. No one was in there. And going from the front of the hospital to the back of it, and then you went up to this upstairs part where you're on like the second or third level. Walking along that corridor, I swear there were flickering fluorescent lights. Yes. And I was walking down the hall going, well, I'm going to get some crazy, creepy ghost killer. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's the end of us. We're going to die in this hospital from a demon. Mm. It looked like kind of like in a video game, if there's like a creepy hospital in a video game. Like a Resident Evil or something. Yeah. Like it was creaky. Like Mm. it was just like things were creaking. I don't know what they were. The lights were flickering. It was pretty creepy. Yep. Also, this was at the height of Zika. I don't know if you remember good old Zika. You ever Mm. heard of it? And people didn't really know a lot about it, or at least I didn't. So I was like, oh, my God, what if I have Zika? What if I'm going to die of Zika in this hospital? I don't think people die of Zika. Well, now we know that. But at the time, everybody was freaking out about Mm. Zika. So I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? And the doctor was pretty nice, but he was very stoic. Do you remember? Very stoic. He wasn't very didn't have very good bedside manner. He didn't, but he told me that it was indeed dengue fever and that my blood platelet level was super low. He was like, you have like six platelets or something. 
Whatever that means. It was very, very low. But he, so I was kind of freaking out, but he said I would be okay. Lucky for me in Cuba, you can basically rent the hospital bed next to you for your loved one. <laughs> or at least they let us do it because there was nobody else in this hospital. So Jules stayed with me the there whole time. There was one girl in a room, remember? Yes. I'll get to that. Okay. So Jules stayed with me the whole time I was in the hospital, which is very nice of him. Of course. The worst part about being in the hospital was that there was no form was of communication. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that. <laughs> it was a Dementors. They were whooshing all over the hospital. Yeah. And they made you eat gruel. Yes. Gruel sandwiches. This is like a Harry Potter also slash The Office reference. Yeah. If you haven't read or seen that, then get get it. your life together. Turn yeah. this episode off and go watch it. Yeah, after or the just wait, wait till it's wait done. till it finishes. Then watch the uh, read all the Harry Potter books and watch all the Office. read the Harry Potters and then watch the Office Prison Mike episode. Yep, that's your homework. So the worst part about being in the hospital, besides the Dementors, was not having any form of communication with anyone back home. Because there's no internet. There's no internet. There's no internet in Cuba. I mean, there is better internet now, but there was no internet in the hospital. Oh, yeah, there's no Wi-Fi. So, I, like, I couldn't... I was I was very isolating. I We had decided we weren't going to tell my parents until after I was admitted out of the hospital. But it was just... It was, like, it would have been nice to just go on Facebook, you know? Yeah. You know, that just have some out. connection at home. And we, I was in the hospital for three nights. Four nights? Uh, four nights, I think. Four nights. There is no cure for dengue, so it was just a lot of hydration through an IV. Well, the doctor said at the start you don't have dengue. Then he said you do. Then he said you don't. And then he's like, yeah, you do. They were all over the shop. You, there's actually, a, I think there's limited ability to actually detect it yeah. as well. But it's more like symptomatic. Right. But then because you had all the symptoms and your platelets were so low and all that sort of stuff, they were like, yeah, you have dengue. Right. Yeah. It was pretty scary. So, but with the IVs and hydration, it was fine. But it was funny. Do you remember? Because they didn't have an IV holder that you could wheel to the bathroom. Yeah. So I had to just take my IV bag off this wooden stand and carry it with me to the bathroom. And one time I accidentally held the IV bag too low, like lower than my heart, I guess. Mm. So it had the blood pumped backwards into the IV bag and the whole thing filled with blood or it looked like it because it was water. Suddenly red just started shooting down the IV line and hit the bag. Oh my God. It was terrifying. So it was pretty not a happy time. No. And the, one of the worst things was that during my time in the hospital, the Rolling Stones were putting on a free concert in Havana Mm, because of Obama. I guess. Don't remind me. And Jules did not go to the concert. He stayed with me in the hospital. Obviously. Obviously. I remember I had to, when we realized we were going to have to be there a bit longer, uh, we left all our stuff at the other accommodation that we were staying at in Havana, and I had to go back one day and get all our stuff. Yeah. And then bring it all back. Right. And it was all on local buses and, yeah. and all shit like that. Yes. We were so uh, frugal back then. Stupidly frugal. Stupidly frugal. Okay. Uh, a couple other things that happened in the hospital. I'm pretty sure one of the nurses stole $200 from her oh, wallet. that's true. She was evil. She had evil she witch had evil wise. Eyes. Yes. She was so... She was a witch. I yeah. swear to God. Because we had to take money... Because uh, US cards don't work in Cuba, we had to take a lot of money out. So we had money on us. And we're almost guaranteed... I, like it just went missing. 
Yeah. So I remember one day when Jules was out organizing our bags, I was super disoriented. I was like half asleep basically the whole time I was in the hospital, like really groggy, couldn't focus. And she was in the corner of our room adjusting the blinds. And I was trying to figure out what she was doing, but I was so out of it. But I remember her being over near our bag and I was kind of like, what's happening? And I'm pretty sure that's when she stole like 200 bucks from her. I can still remember her eyes. Me too. And she was also really mean when she was putting the IV in my arm. Yeah, Do you remember that? Kind of like greenish eyes. Yeah. And, she yeah. was, I think she was a witch. She had weird vibes. She had evil witch eyes. Yeah. The doctor was nice, but you're right. He was kind of weirdly stoic. Yeah. He but wasn't he was very yeah. uh, assuring. No. So it was not a fun time. Next door as well. There was someone dying next door. That girl was fucked as well. Okay, so the yeah, the only other person we saw in the hospital was this girl who had been to the Rolling Stones concert Mm. with her friends, and then apparently she started feeling really dizzy and faint, and basically passed out or something. Mm. And she ended up at the medical tent, who and they took her immediately to the hospital, and none of her friends knew where she went. That's right. Are you kidding me? That would have been freaked out if my friend had just disappeared. Yeah, I don't even know if they were necessarily her friends. I think they were just people that she was traveling with or knew. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she had no way of contacting them because no internet no. in the hospital. So it was just, uh, it was shitty. It wasn't fun. It wasn't a good time. No. But good story though. Luckily, I had Jules with me because if I had been alone, it would have been even more sad. Eventually, I started feeling better. Super Jules. Super Jules. He was amazing. Eventually, I started feeling better. I got checked out of the hospital. Luckily, we didn't have to pay the $700 bill because we had travel insurance. Always get travel insurance. Always get travel insurance. But also, just that's so interesting to know. I mean, you went to emergency center. You had an ambulance ride to hospital. You spent four days in hospital care. 25 million IV bags. Yeah, just constantly on a loop. My stay there, the food, like you have to pay for everything. Yeah. They like they mark you down for everything. Oh, yeah. Your jello like, cup. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, seven hundred and fifty bucks. The electricity bill at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> the flickering light. Yeah. I know. it's really cheap. Healthcare over there is cheap. Mm. Can you imagine what that bill would be in the United States? Oh, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Oh. Ugh. And you know what's hilarious? I just remembered this. When we left the hospital, do you know how we got back to our room in Havana? Uh, we took a bus. We took a bus. Yeah. A public bus. Are you kidding me? We didn't even spring for a taxi. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I remember being on the bus, look like being like feeling like shit still because I just gotten out of the hospital. We took the bus home. Yeah. Why didn't we? Cabs aren't even that expensive. We were crazy. Oh my God. This is crazy. And this wasn't even that long ago. This was like three or four, four I years ago. It's just because we knew how cheap Cuba was. And we just refused to... I yeah. had just gotten out of the hospital. Yeah. It's crazy. The bus was so easy, though. I mean, it was really crowded. <laughs> and I remember this older lady kind of was giving me an evil eye because I wasn't getting up for her to give her her seat. Mm. But I was like, lady, I just got out of the hospital. I'm not getting Bitch, up. please. Yeah. So one of the aftermath things of dengue, which is an interesting side effect, is that months later, your hair starts falling out. <laughs> it's, there's these weird side effects that happen like a few months later that seemingly come out of nowhere. So I would brush my hair and like clumps of hair would come out. Luckily, I had really, really thick hair. So it actually was great. Now my hair's better. <laughs> but and now my mom really wants dengue fever. So she can have <laughs> nice thin hair too. 
So that is my dengue fever story. Crazy story. Uh, and I just remember, I just remember how sick you were. And I guess because we'd never encountered something like that before, you know, a virus or illness that bad. Yeah. That we didn't really know. Like, we just thought you were sick at the time. Looking like back. the flu or something. Looking back now, it's easy to see, like, oh, you were fucked. Right. But at the time, it was just like a day-to-day thing. We weren't sure. Like, we just thought, because, you know, we'd be traveling and we were tired and exhausted. And, right. And it was late nights trying to find the hotel and all that sort of stuff. So we just thought you were sick. So yeah. I was like, okay. But then after two days of basically not eating, barely trying to drink water, just exhausted, pretty much realized, all right, this is not good. Like, we need to get you to medical care. Right. And lucky we did because... I mean, dengue fever can be very dangerous. Yeah. You can hemorrhage. Yes. If you have this certain type, though. I don't think... Mm-hmm. Most people who die from it are usually due, due to dehydration and, right. and things like that. But yeah, it is dangerous. People do die from it. And if you take get- the wrong, I think if you take like ibuprofen, it can be really dangerous. One of those medications, one of those painkillers. Well, I remember one stage you got a bloody nose. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, you got a bloody it's nose. Blood coming out everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, so that is my dengue fever story. Yeah, from dengue fever to, uh, and you know what? It's interesting. Both of those stories have travel insurance related themes. Yes. Because in Bali, when we finally made it to Bali and had our trip, and then we finally uh, left Bali, we actually had a disappearing camera on the way back, which we were able to get back from travel insurance. So travel insurance is super, super important. Yeah. And we will put a link in the show notes to our favorite travel insurance. Yes. We always use the same one, and they have always given us our money back like immediately. Yep. Amazing. We've used them uh, many times. Mm-hmm. We're not yep. going to say their name because <laughs> they're not paying us. Yeah. No, we can say their name. No. No, yes. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe we won't link to them. Mm. Just get travel insurance. Get travel insurance. We'll speak to them about paying us. Yes. We'll say their name. But you should say get travel name, insurance. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. That is the end of our first episode of 2020. 2020. 2020. We hope you have a great 2020. Yes, we do. And thank you for continuing to join us, our voyages on this magical journey that is the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. We are loving it. We are excited to bring you some more crazy stories. We've already got some rippers lined up, but we thought we'd start the year with telling some more of ours. We hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, let us know. Yeah, let us know if you prefer it. Our personal stories or famous people's stories? Or a mixture of both. Or a mix. Or your own stories. A smoothie. Oh, I Blended. want a Actually, I'm hungry, speaking of that. I'm hungry too. We're I fasting. To- we need to eat soon. It's an accidental fasting. Yep, we've got to go. We've got to get out of here, guys. We've got to fast. We've got to finish fasting. Then we've got to eat. And then-, then we have to finish the van because as of tomorrow, if you're listening to this as it releases, we will be on our way up to Vancouver and the next time you hear from us, we will be in Seattle or we'll be in Vancouver? Yes. One of the two. Probably Vancouver. Vancouver. If you are from Vancouver and have some tips about what to see, let us know. Or if you want to catch up, let us know. We're yeah, but only if you're cool. I don't want to commit if you're not. Eh, yeah. You know. Send us three interesting facts about yourself. Yeah. And, and prove you're, cool, you're not crazy. Yeah. And if you're cool, we'll catch up with you in Vancouver for a beer. Yes. Love it. All right, guys. (laughs) It's been great. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on social medias at Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And we'll catch you in a week. 
Yeah. Or six days because we'll try and get it out on Monday. Yes, we will. Peace, homies. And remember, stay safe on the road. And if you're not... Don't forget to tell us about it. Bye, bitches. Bye.